1: Read the news online at WBEN.com.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, Joe Biden. And we have the audio of Joe Biden.
0: Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. I don't need anyone to
3: remind me when he passed away or passed away. How in the hell dare he raise that? Uh, There is uh, the president uh, who faced accusations of uh, not being able to recollect uh, when his son died, uh, very angrily uh, striking back at uh, stories that... uh, the Department of Justice Special Counsel uh, was telling about uh, his, uh, shall we say, mental quickness and mental clarity. Joining us now on the WBEN Trocare College live line, uh, we have uh, Dr. Bruce Troen, uh Professor and Chief Division of Geriatrics, Physician, Investigator, KCVA Healthcare System, Director of the Landon Center on Aging, University of Kansas School of Medicine uh, from 2013 to 2022, the Chief of the Division of Geriatrics and Palliative Medicine at UB, also the Director of the Center of Excellence for Alzheimer's Disease. And this is, again, one of the topics we're covering today along with the police uh, body camp situation. Uh, Dr. Tron, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time very much.
0: You sure, happy to be here, thank you.
3: Well, first of all, um, when somebody who is accused of perhaps not being as sharp as a uh, a attack goes on the attack, do we read anything into that?
0: I think the answer to that is that from my perspective, uh, the best way to try to understand if people have cognitive changes with aging is under professional circumstances, either in a setting where there's a physician who has experience with this uh, or a, a geropsychologist to be able to examine that individual under those circumstances. Uh, and those uh, tests that one might do also have to be done within a framework of knowing more about the individual. So I'm pretty conservative when it comes to trying to infer those kinds of things outside of a setting Uh, And a setting that sometimes is often very charged. Uh, So I think the answer to that is no, we can't really tell, and I would not venture that unless I had the opportunity to actually examine the individual.
3: I mean, obviously, I, w- I want to leave politics aside because we're talking about a, uh, a mental situation, a geriatric situation, a situation of uh, changes of life uh, in, in terms of learning and retention. And I'm going to ask you a question that you've been probably asked a million times, but, uh, you know, my sure. mother is uh, my mother's 90 years old. And sometimes she may not remember what she had for dinner last night, but I told the story earlier about bringing a book out from 85 years ago in which she had had a poem printed, and she recalled exactly the page Uh on which the poem was located. Common? Uncommon?
0: (laughs) Yeah, So, so that's great for your mom. So I guess the real, if I can reframe your question a little bit, the key might be trying to understand what are normal changes with aging, and there are changes, and what are changes with aging that go beyond the normal, which make us concerned about capacity and capabilities. So we know that with aging, there can be a, a slowing uh, in processing, okay? Sometimes there's reduced ability to sustain attention or multitask, uh, and maybe sometimes with word finding. Uh, we do know, uh, though, that If there are settings where you – and by the way, so long-term memories are often sometimes more solidly ingrained with us uh, than short-term memories. Uh, But that's very different than having cognitive decline. And typically when we think about cognitive decline, we think of something, an early stage called mild cognitive impairment. And then whether or not that progresses further to uh, – many people use the term dementia – but we actually use the word neuro, the term "neurocognitive disorders," and and so what your and again I am not able to diagnose your mother, but if people have difficulty uh, with consistent uh, 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 consistent difficulties with remembering what happened in recent events, then what we as geriatricians or neurologists who are focusing on this field would say is that they should go to a physician and get the appropriate screening. So it may not be uncommon for what your mom uh, exhibits, but I cannot say based upon that story whether or not she has any deficit in her cognitive capabilities. I guess what I'm getting at, Tom, and and you might hear the background here, is that as a geriatrician, I'm very much against ageism. Uh, We tend to ascribe to older people a number of perceptions that I think don't do them justice. Uh, We know that at each stage of life uh, that there are different knowledge and abilities and capacities and strengths. And and those potentially can be very positive. Uh, But I think we have a situation with both of our major candidates uh, for president uh, that unfortunately has been helping to bring out some of the perceptions and what I would characterize as all too easily misperceptions for what happens as we get older.
3: Well, getting getting away from the concept of ageism, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're okay. reading my. I I think you're reading my mind right now. One of the things okay. that uh, was was talked about many years ago, back in the 1980s, by the former uh, communications department chairman at SUNY Buffalo, Jerry Goldhaber. Uh, he would travel around the world, in particular to Japan, and he would do mm-hmm. speeches on information overload and the fact that the and, and it at this time there was no internet and people typically did not have email and what he would say yeah. is in, in a nutshell because of the explosion in available information the human brain can only absorb and retain and repeat and utilize yeah. so much before basically our hard drives if they don't become full they start acting even in their thir- even in our 30s <laughs> or 40s uh in a way that would make it seem almost like the 70 or 80 year old of yesterday yeah so so
0: so so i i understand the analogy and, and fortunately we've been able to uh learn a lot more about what our capacities are as we get older and in fact there. are is still the capability for learning new ideas, for articulating new things, uh, but we know that processing speed can decline uh, as we get older. Uh, but it, that's a far cry from saying that we overload the hard drive, because as, as I'm sure you and all of our, our listeners know, that emotion overlays so much of what we tend to remember or what we don't tend to remember. Uh, and so, and you can see I'm being quite cautious here um, and, and and I think with a purpose that we we all should be able to make decisions about whether or not we agree with someone. I just am very concerned about jumping to say that there. And I'm not sure I like these terms: mental acuity uh, or competency, which is a legal term and not a uh, a medical term, uh, or capacities are altered. And that we and I, as a physician, um, and, and I see patients all the time about this. We take a pretty in depth history. We look at tracking over a period of time. We have a number of of cognitive screens. One of them uh, people may be familiar with, because I think President Trump mentioned this, uh, though I'm not sure this was a test he took, but the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, for example, is a well known screen. It's not diagnostic. There's also something called the St. Louis University Mental Status Exam, slums developed actually at the VA in St. Louis, and then something called the mini-mental status exam, otherwise referred to as the Folstein test. These are just a handful of some of the tools, and there are multiple tools that allow uh, clinicians, uh, such as myself and others, to start diving into this. But it really takes more than just a quick assessment, uh, whether I watch uh, President Biden on uh, uh, on the press conference last night or if I see President Trump giving a speech, I'm very reluctant to say that any of us, from those from those exposures, can draw very firm conclusions. And that doesn't mean we can't make decisions about whether we agree with them politically, of course. I'm just trying to be cautious here.
3: Uh, well, of course, uh, Dr. Bruce Trowan is with us, an expert on well, – I'll, I'll try to narrow it down – our brain and the aging <laughs> process. Uh, for those of you sure. in Canada, that would be the aging Process. Um, One of the things uh, that uh, I have to say, and I've noticed this for quite some time going back into my 40s, and I think maybe some of our listeners can uh, relate to this, the more busy somebody is and the more uh, stressful activities in which somebody is uh, involved with or engaged in, it, it almost seems as though that in itself, those... Uh, stressful activities and just not really having a time to uh, to sit back and just relax a little bit can exacerbate one's feeling anyway of my goodness I'm losing my memory
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And and, and I agree
0: with you. So we know that multitasking, uh, which um, I, I can... I know our when my teenage son one time, I walked into his room, he had his phone on, he was listening to music, uh, he was doing his homework, and I said to him, I was concerned because are you focusing? And he said, well, Dad, you know, I'm a straight-A student. And, and 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 yet the capacity of a teenager, for example, to have the ability to pull in all these different streams of information is clearly better than someone likely in their 40s. We tend to look at processing uh, capabilities as peaking in the 30s or early 40s. And as we get older, I agree with you very much. Uh, Multitasking, uh, keeping all these different streams of information is clearly affected. But that's where one can, I think, fairly say that uh, an individual through accumulated experience and hopefully wisdom and knowledge can show strengths that maybe those who are younger and maybe particularly our teenage offspring may not be able to, uh, show such a, a, a strength in,
3: you know, uh, we're talking on the Trocare college WBEN live line with uh, Dr. Bruce Trowan. Uh, fascinating conversation. Um, you alluded not in so many words, but uh, the idea, uh, before of, uh, um, memory and uh, all, if I can paraphrase mnemonic devices, for example, mm-hmm and I I think this might be a fitting example and I'd like your comments upon it. Um, I think we all remember the first time we heard KC and the Sunshine Band. I think we all remember the first time we heard Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Obviously, music plays a very big part in the program, as you might know. But uh, music as the soundtrack of our lives, movies as a soundtrack of our lives. We We all remember the movie we saw on a first date uh there are certain yeah. there are certain things that just jump out and bite into our memory and never yeah. let it go and we wish it could be all yeah. things
0: yes right right and i agree with you again there's where the emotional powerful connection plays into that and, and and even those memories though which can be firm may not be as accurate as the real world intended but we are able to hang on to those so so in our in our sort of information overloaded era that we have now. It's probably more of a challenge, though I hope most of us are handling it pretty well. Um, You know, I think there's, unfortunately, we don't have really good studies to say directly, now with all the different streams that are coming at us, how does that affect us on an age-related basis? Uh, There's still a lot of things we don't know about aging, that I'm I'm a very big advocate in us learning more because hopefully we all want to get there, right? I mean, in, in some respects, what you're talking about today is really about a uh, a setting where we're having a demographic transformation in our society. By the, by the time uh, 2035 rolls around, there'll be more individuals 65 and older than 18 and younger. And I think we've got to think about how that's going to have an impact on all of us And I certainly think about that from a healthcare setting. So I think this is a topic of conversation which hopefully uh, will spur us to think about how we not only prepare for that, but also, in a way, take the best possible good advantage of the strengths of individuals as they get older and as we all hope to get older.
3: You know, there's another thing, another aspect to this uh, that I think we need to talk about, and that is somebody who can, let's say read through a script of a movie or a TV show and pretty much get the script down after one or two reads, but give that person a much shorter mathematical equation or formula (laughs) and they just can't retain it. Can you talk about the factors that influence the retention
0: of data? Well, and, 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 and the answer is yes, I can, but that's related to what we think of as different cognitive domains, okay? So there's, there's visual, spatial, there's executive function, there are language, there's memory. And these, while they're interconnected, they are distinct. And, and matter of fact, in many of the screens that we have, our cognitive screens, there are specific portions of each one to help us discern where the strengths and deficits lie. So uh there's, it's actually not a surprise in a way. And if we think back to just when we were all in school and maybe one of our classmates was a real whiz in math or another classmate just was an amazing person in writing an essay or a third classmate was a wonderful musician. So these different cognitive domains are not equally uh, strong in all of us. And so I, I think what you're pointing out is something that varies based upon What our parents left us with and also where our interests lie. So, yes, there's no doubt. So you've got people with significant strengths and those strengths may not be apparent, unfortunately, in other cognitive areas. But hopefully we're all wise enough to recognize that and then take advantage of our colleagues and and, and our family so that we can get the most bang for our buck in those areas where we're not that strong.
3: Doctor, uh, I don't know you personally, but you strike me as a fella who probably plays an instrument and who reads music. Am I correct?
0: Well, yes, I do. Okay. I can't say that I'm in good practice right now. I did more when I was younger.
3: Well, I'm apparently a a psychic as well as a radio talk show host. Um, Can you you discuss. Uh, and I know we're, we might be getting a little far afield from the Biden situation, but that's okay because all of these things tie together, in in, in my opinion. Can, can you discuss okay. muscle memory? Uh, musicians use that term a lot, muscle memory, mm. where yes. you've you right. played a song so many times that even if you haven't practiced it in a couple of years, it just automatically comes back to you. Yes, yeah,
0: yes, yeah. and, and you know, fusing music, is, I think, a special case. And here's where I want to let let on that I am not a specialist as a neurologist in these kinds of uh, uh, musical domains. But but I think it's fair to say, as you mentioned earlier, as we talk about the memories of our lives, the music of our lives, it actually... And, and there are studies that look at this. Uh, you can actually look at scans, what are called positron emission tomography. You look at how the physiology of the brain works. And we, we light up different areas, depending upon what cognitive domain we are exercising at that time. And and it's it's interesting that you use the term muscle memory uh, because it's really not muscle memory. In a way, it's neuronal memory, right? Mm. And, and there are biochemical changes that get reinforced when we do things. By the way, that happens with exercise, of course, but also with different cognition. So we set down these biochemical pathways And also these message RNA pathways to get even a little more particular, and we strengthen those with repetition so that we can call upon them with much greater ease. And, and of course, it comes, if I can be a little bit uh, uh, simplistic, practice makes perfect, but there's a good biochemical and, uh, and biological reason for that.
3: And, you know, what? one more thing that was uh, along these lines, it was kind of alarming to me. I mean, everybody's talking about uh, Joe Biden and everything, but I had a chance to see Hall and Oates uh, back last September at the Canandaigua uh, Performing Arts Center, and they sat Thanks. down to play a song that they have played thousands of times on stage, and for whatever reason, Daryl Hall could not remember the key word. in which they you were R, performing, okay. and, and and Oates had to say, it's E minor, key of E minor, and <laughs> you know, all kind of – is that something about which you should be alarmed if you see that in a loved one, something they've done a lot, and yet they don't remember the key of a song and, or perhaps words?
0: So, So I think my answer can be framed this way. If that happens consistently, yes, I'd be concerned. But we all are subject to forgetting. Uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, we, we know that uh, if you reach back far enough, even though your mom, for example, can remember her poem from 80 years ago, um, that uh, we're not perfect in that regard. And, and I was actually in a meeting this morning with colleagues because we had a research meeting that we typically have on, on Friday mornings. And one of the colleagues uh, said to me, uh, talked about how she had presented uh, some slides last week, and I could not remember the slides. And and my one of my colleagues next to me said I can't either, though three other colleagues could remember them. Now we we, we talked about a whole lot uh, a week ago, but then after another colleague started describing it, and then we got the old slide, everything came flooding back, and and so. Again, as you probably could gather from the way I've couched this earlier, if that happens once in a while, that's okay, because uh, we all are subject to that. I, I think that one of the things I like to say to patients when they're saying you know, that they're having trouble with memory, you know, if, if you forget your keys, and by the way, we all forget where we placed <laughs> our keys, right? Okay. Yes. But, but if you forget where you placed your keys, and then you find them in the refrigerator, I mean, that's an extreme example. Um then that's something that you want to worry about. So, for example, there's another screening tool called the AD8. Uh, stands for the Alzheimer's Disease 8 uh, Memory. It's, it's, it's a simple questionnaire uh, that actually, let's see if I can just pull it up here because I don't want to misrepresent that. Uh, but, you know, things like uh, if you could, if you have difficulty remembering uh, the day of the week, if you forget appointments, if you don't recognize people's names, that's another uh, uh, red set of red flags. But that's a far cry from being reminded, oh, it's any minor, and and I'm going to bet that, uh, I don't know if it was Hall or Oates, I forgot which one you said, probably did okay with playing the song once he got reminded. Oh, yeah, Daryl uh, Hall was fine. Yes, yeah, okay. Uh, and so if if you're having difficulties that are consistent and they're affecting how you function. So for example, there's something called instrumental activities of daily living, the kinds of things that we use when we're shopping, when we're doing housework, when we're doing accounting or food preparation or working with a computer or driving or taking transportation. If you have difficulties with those and you're not able to compensate to accomplish that, well, then I'd start to be worried. And again, I would get that person to a clinician who has experience in this area. And, and again, those are the instrumental activities of daily living. Um, and and I'll say again, I don't have the information, and probably most of us don't, to know whether President Biden or President Trump has impairments in those areas. Uh, so I, I just want to urge caution, but I hope that I've been able to provide some information because we A all care about whether or not our president has the capacity to do what we want him to do. And again, with aging can come wisdom and knowledge and hopefully the ability to work with colleagues. And if we judge our, judge our candidates in that score uh, without being too quick to say whether or not there's a mental – again, a, a term I don't like, mental acuity issue, then we might be on safer ground and, frankly, able to talk to each other a little bit more easily about what really matters to all of us.
3: Well, I'd love to pick your brain over the course of an hour at some point in the future, because <laughs> then there are these subsets of memory. Uh, Glenn Campbell, his final uh, farewell oh, yeah. tour, where the man was suffering from Alzheimer's, and he, yes. he he was flawless vocally. He was flawless playing his guitar, but sometimes he'd play the same song twice in a row, and his daughter had to say, we just did that one, Dad. Uh, Dr. Trowan. Yeah. I, I want to thank you so much for joining us and I'm serious. I'd love to do a whole show with you at least a full hour and take okay. questions from people too.
0: Sure, be happy to talk about aging cognition. Uh, that's sort of my my bag and I'm and I'm hoping that uh, if I can have the chance to help people learn more, and that would be a great opportunity.
3: Let's let's do that. Dr. Bruce Trowan of the Trocare College WBEN Live Line. Been a pleasure speaking with you. And Tom Puckett is probably saying, hey, Bowerly, talking about memory, you are aware that the news starts at the top of the hour and not a minute and a half after the top of the hour. And frankly, I couldn't blame Tom Puckett.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.